Hey friends, this week's episode is all about what to do if you find yourself in a relationship with someone who is experiencing symptoms of mental illness, some type of mental health diagnosis. This is a pre-recorded talk that I gave uh, live on social media. And um, so if you hear in the comments, you know, just kind of a thing we're doing for the summer here, summertime, mini summer series here, some pre-recorded talks. So if you hear some comments about, um, you know, me responding to comments or saying, you know, if you're watching live, push one, anything like that, that's what's going on here. But I'm really excited to share this information for you. I think it's going to be helpful to so many people um, who want to help a loved one and aren't sure what to do. So without further ado, here we go. Hi, I'm Regina Boyd, licensed marriage and family therapist and licensed mental health counselor, and your host of the Connecting Out Loud podcast. Here we talk about connections with our families as they relate to our mental health and Catholic faith, all while connecting you with those you love the most. Thanks for joining me for this episode. Let's dive in. Hi, guys. So um, I was recently asked a question about what should couples do, especially if one person of the couple is experiencing symptoms of a mental illness. So I thought it'd be fun to go over that and talk about that a little bit today. And the first thing I wanna talk about is just relationships in general, how relationships are good for us and we're designed to be in relationships. We know from scripture that God said it's not good for man to be alone. And so I really believe that we have an opportunity through our relationships to experience a little taste, a tiny, in a very small way, a taste of redemption through our relationships. There's so much healing and grace that can come through our interactions with others. And especially when we're in a married relationship, there's so much grace there, as you know, in the sacrament. And what's particular about that in the case of marriage is the opportunity to shoulder one another's burdens. It's very likely that one or both of you are going to experience some type of mental illness over the course of your relationship. How do I know this? Because statistically, one in five adults are experiencing symptoms of a mental illness at any time in the US. And in addition to that, one in 25 experience severe mental illness. So statistically speaking, there's gonna be a time in your life where one or both of you are going to be um, going through a time where you're going to need support and need to shoulder one another's burdens, whether that's the loss of a loved one, the loss of a job, a transition, maybe homesickness, having to move away for a job, um, postpartum symptoms, depression. So there's lots of opportunities where we all experience something. And again, I think that's the beauty of our relationships is the gift to be able to serve one another in those times of need when we have them. And so if you are somebody who is experiencing some symptoms of mental illness, I want you to hold on to hope and know that it doesn't have to be this big, scary thing. Sometimes we feel like we're going to be a burden to somebody else. If I share too much of what's going on in my heart and what I'm experiencing, I don't want to overwhelm anyone. I don't want to be seen as a burden. I don't want to scare them off, right? What if you're not married and you're dating someone? And so what? how much is too much? what's appropriate and what's not. And so I just wanna encourage you to reject any lie about that, right? The person you're with or in a relationship with, whether you're dating, married, even a friendship, those people care about you. They want to see you 
be happy and healthy and well. And so if you share something with them, even if you fumble and maybe don't share in the way you want to, I wanna encourage you to have peace and know that um, the people in your life want your good and that it's okay to risk a little and be in that messy middle place um, to find our way. I will say though, one caveat is there's maybe what I like to call um, a spectrum of responsibility depending on what type of relationship you're in and what type of symptoms you might be experiencing or what your partner might be experiencing. So for example, when I talk about a spectrum, um, I think there's gonna be a different response for how you help someone if you're dating one month versus dating two years versus being engaged versus being married. So there's a, a level of responsibility for helping someone um, that comes along with the seriousness of your relationship. So if you were only dating somebody for one month and you were maybe relying on them to uh, remind you to take your daily medication, I would say that might be a little unhealthy. Um, maybe slightly imbalanced and the reason I say that is because there can be maybe an over-reliance or dependence and maybe the dynamic of that relationship would be more like a mentor type of relationship and not an egalitarian approach which if you're dating or married it should be a partnership and on equal footing and sometimes that can throw people off where we become a little over involved a little over emotional and it's not appropriate to the length or the seriousness of the relationship other times too, you know, on, on another partner's perspective, if you're not experiencing symptoms at that moment and maybe helping, sometimes we can get into this false sense of heroism and thinking that we um, are there to save someone and we just we just need to do what we can because if not, you know, something's drastic is going to be there and I'm going to do whatever I can and. That again is an illustration of an imbalance. So as I, so I would say a good rule of thumb more or less is as your relationship progresses in the level of seriousness, the more you can rely on someone else to assist you if you are experiencing symptoms or you know how much involved you should be to help your partner who might be experiencing symptoms. Um, let's see, what else? Yes, ways to help. So the first thing I would say, if you're going to be helping a partner who is experiencing some symptoms is to find out what their plan is. Hopefully they're going to a therapist. And if they are, it would be really helpful to check in if you're able to get permission to speak to that therapist, maybe join your partner in a therapy session and find out what the plan is. What, are, what symptoms are specific to them? What are they experiencing based on the situation? What is the plan that the therapist has given them as far as ways to cope and ways to manage those symptoms? So, and can there be a way for you to be an integral part of that process, right? So it might be really helpful. You might realize you show up and you realize the therapist says, uh -uh, actually you are the farthest person <laughs> that needs to be involved. Or they might say, yes, we, we, we need your help. You could be really helpful to bring about healing for your partner. And so that I think is a baseline option for what you could do to help someone else. And then I would say, after that, um, have a conversation about what each of your needs are. So whether you're experiencing symptoms or you're not, each of you needs to talk about what it is that you need as far as, you know, if, if you're having a moment, if you're having a really hard time, do I wanna be alone? Do I want to be with someone? And if I'm with someone, do I want them talking or not talking? Or do I 
want music played or whatever it might be. Or if you're not experiencing symptoms, here are times that are really helpful for me to be available to you, you know, because right when I get home from work, that might not be the best time because as you know, you know, for example, maybe somebody has a job that they don't enjoy and so they're in a bad mood when they get home from work. So that might not be the time to check in with me and rely on me for help. And so having a conversation about what each of your needs are can really be helpful so that when the time comes, when there might need to be some supporting of burdens for each of you, you can actually do that and have a clear plan in place. I would say the other piece you wanna do is schedule some check-ins. So maybe once a week even, you could say, hey, how you doing? How are, how's, how's that anxiety doing? Um, and even scale it on a scale of one to 10. So you could get into a rhythm with each other where you're saying, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm only, I'm only a two this week, I'm great. Um, or, you know, I'm a nine, it's been a really horrible week, depending on what's going on in your lives. And that can be a way to clue you in, right? So if you already have a plan in place that you set up either together or with a therapist, then you would know what to do based on that information. You would know, okay, they said a two, we're good, let's move along, life is normal. Or, oh no, they said nine, we need to implement such and such strategy. The other part about it that's so great, especially if you're married, as you get to know someone really well, you could almost pick up on some signs and some symptoms before your partner even tells you what they are. So you know those moments that I'm talking about when the way something gets slammed down on the counter or a big deep breath, you just kind of know, oh, they might be upset about something. <laughs> In the same way, you can kind of tell and you can say, hey, you doing okay? Um, have you been sticking to the plan? You've been exercising every day this week. Would you, you need to go on a walk? And so anything like that can be really helpful for making sure that you guys are looking out for each other and have each other's backs during those times. And then the last thing I'll say to that piece is self-care, 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 self-care. <laughs> and I think self-care is super important because one, it in, in this type of dynamic, when there's a relationship involved and one person only might be experiencing symptoms of mental illness, self-care is super important for both individuals because one, you need a sense of humility um, if to know that you can't do everything on your own. You can't control your partner's decisions. So as much as we are tempted to save one, someone and be their savior and be the end all be all and feel as if you know it's life or death without me being there, we have to take that step down and recognize you know each of us has our own individual lives and choices to make, and that's not always up to us. And so. When we have the humility to do that, that will give us permission to take a step back, to have time to take care of ourselves so that in those really critical moments when we are needed, when we do need to give that extra support, we have the energy to do so. And so there's that responsibility there to make sure that you have the energy to assist the people in your life who need your help and support, and also recognizing that they are fully capable of managing on their own, right? So if you're someone who is experiencing symptoms of mental illness, you've been living with this probably for a little bit of time, for quite some time, and you've found ways to manage that. And so that's why it's important for you to also be responsible for your self-care if you're in that situation, because it only is gonna help you even more be able to manage on your own regardless of what stage in the relationship you're in, whether it's dating or married and make your relationship better as a whole. 
So those are just some ideas. And I would say it also depends on the severity of mental illness that's being experienced, depending on how much somebody should be involved in a care plan or coping plan. Um, we don't want to end up in a situation where you might need further support or um, inadvertently being detrimental when somebody might need a higher level of care. So these are just overall general terms, but that can guide you. And I hope that you find that helpful. And for those of you who are not aware, um, anyone who has been hearing me post about something really exciting I have coming up in a couple weeks, it's gonna be a huge resource for you. If you want to be the first to know and the first to have an exclusive offer for it, I suggest you follow my social media and get um, added to the mailing list. And you can do that through my website so that you guys can be first to know. I can't tell you yet, but make sure that you're following very closely in the next few weeks so you can know what it is. And thanks so much and look forward to seeing you guys next time. If you have enjoyed this episode, you can find more Connecting Out Loud content on our Facebook and Instagram pages. As always, I appreciate each and every review. So if you can take some time to rate and review this show, I read each one and I love hearing from you. Be intentional and connect out loud.